And joining me in the studio is our local member, Ruth Forrest. Good morning, um, Ruth. <laughs> Good morning, Dave. It's lovely to be here. Uh, great to have you in. It's a lot better than doing it over the phone, which we thought we were going to have to try and struggle with, but you made the trip back. Last night, Last yeah. night, We well didn't done. have to sit this morning, so we had And avoided time. some of the weather. That's right. Mind like you, it was a bit rainy on the way up, so... Yeah. Hmm. yeah, fair bit to come today. So you've got a few topics to talk about this morning? Yes, Dave, I think we might just start off with the um, rural health inquiry that we re-established. For people who, listeners who don't understand the process, which can be a bit confusing, when elections called, all the committees that are um, operating at the time have to immediately cease... Um, and they can't do any formal work at all during the period of the election, nor until Parliament resumes and the committee is re-established. That's quite a period, because we could only re-establish those committees in the last week. So it's taken some time, um, and it's, it is a bit frustrating for members who are involved in quite a bit of committee work, which I am. So the Rural Health Inquiry was re-established. The important thing for people out there who may have put submissions in to know is that all those submissions are taken forward <coughs> into this current um, re-established inquiry. Uh, and because of the ministerial reshuffle, and now that um, Jeremy Rockcliffe now has health and mental health, we've expanded the terms of reference to include access to mental health in rural areas. So we're seeking um, new submissions from members of the community about the services, um, and particularly key stakeholder groups that operate in our regions, um, about general health in rural regions and rural areas of Tasmania and mental health. So the terms of reference are available on the website, but if anyone has trouble finding them, which it can be a bit difficult at times, feel free to contact my office and we can certainly provide that for them. Or, or have you got a link on your own website? They could follow it through um, from there? I don't actually have a link directly to that, but I, um, but we can certainly help. I perhaps should put one up, Dave. That's not a bad idea. Yeah. There's a lot of information on my website. There, there is a lot, and a lot more than some of the other uh, politicians. Um, one of the questions you raised this week in Parliament was the uh, the answers to the Rapid Response Program. Yeah, the, the Community Rapid Response Program is around rapid response to health um, emergencies and things like that. It was being done as a trial here in the North West to assist health services, ambulance services and that sort of thing. Um, and it was done as a trial. Uh, the question I asked was, what's the outcome of that trial and will it be continued? And the response to that question was it's currently or about to be reviewed but there was a commitment during the election campaign to continue it because it has obviously been quite effective. Yeah, it's worked. Um, yeah. yeah, and they're also, the government also looking at other options for hospital in the home type approaches which I think is, is a really positive way of keeping people out of our acute hospital setting, providing the care that we can provide in their home um, where people are much more comfortable and actually a lot safer often. Yeah. And the other topic that's that's fresh in the media at the moment is the the, uh, the Labor leader. Yes, a, a very disappointing um, week for many. I'm no more so than David O'Byrne and the Labor Party. Um, when I heard this news, Dave, I had no idea this was um, coming, as I don't think many others perhaps in the general public did. But it is really disturbing that we continue to hear these stories of people in positions with power and privilege um, abusing that power and privilege. And maybe it has been several years ago, and in this case it was. Um, I understand it's about 10 or 12 years ago when this incident occurred. And... Uh, I acknowledge and respect the fact that David O'Byrne stepped down immediately from his position. Um, he took responsibility for his actions, um, claiming that he believed it was consensual. But it does... The question still remains, though, as, as to what people understand what, con, that, what consent, what consent is, is, what what it looks like, how it manifests. But also, he, unfortunately, he didn't acknowledge that 
it could never have really been a consensual um, interaction because he was in a position of significant power. He was the boss of the union at the time. She was a junior employee, much younger than him. And these women are very vulnerable. And it's often... Um, so it takes some time, like sometimes many years, for victims of inappropriate sexual behaviour toward them to actually speak up and come forward. It's a really challenging thing to do. You know you're going to be criticised. You know you're going to be put through the mill. You know you're going to be re-traumatised by raising it. You know, or even lose your career. Because oh, that's, you, and that's right, and we've seen that yeah. happen time and time again. And it's often a trigger that uh, makes them think, no, I can't stay silent anymore. And I believe things like Brittany Higgins standing up and speaking out about her alleged sexual assault in the, in the, in Cam- Parliament, the yep. Parliament House in Canberra, um, Grace Thames' comments publicly and being our own Australian of the Year this year. Um, and th- those sort of things, and as well as the fact that here's a person who's now in a significant position of leadership, potentially could be the next Premier of Tasmania, and that's just too much. And so sometimes these women find the courage to speak up, and it is courage that they require to speak up. So I think we need to have continuing conversations about what consent is in, with our children, in our schools, in our workplaces, all workplaces, not just Parliament, all workplaces, and what power and privilege is and how that can be abused if you're not aware of it. Yeah, mm. and, and certainly learn respect. That's, and respect is at the heart of all of this, and yeah. as is gender equality, there's a whole range of matters that relate around that. Um, but respect um, and recognising your own privilege, and there's many of us, I myself have significant privilege in the position I have in our, in our parliament, um, in our, my community, and I have to be careful not to abuse that, as anybody has to with any privilege and power. Yeah. Mm. So some of the other things that you've achieved in the... the Recent weeks, uh, you got the lights turned on in Alma Street in Yes, we uh, did. Alma Court. Yes, yeah. I had to um, keep sending photos of the lights not on, um, and, and we did get that um, f- uh, thank- uh, thankfully connected because it has been very dark um, early, and we have finally reached the winter solstice or the shortest day, but it's still a matter of safety, and it, those light poles have been there. Um, since, I think, February or March. Yeah, since the court was created. That's, that's right. So <coughs> thankfully we've got that done. But I have been asking a lot of questions in our parliament this this week um, because uh, we've had such a long break and there's a lot of things um, backing up. So if, if people are interested in the questions I'm asking, they can go to my website and there's a drop-down box um, from parliament and then to questions. And also my speeches are there and that sort of thing if people want to see what I've been saying. I have had less speeches this week than I might have done because our president was unwell. People might have read about that. Um, you've taken so then your role steps up? I step up to be the, be the deputy the president, president in, and take on the role of the president for that week. So you don't get to speak as much as I often do. Yeah. You yeah. The, the, the room. Yeah. yeah, but I did take the opportunity to speak on one piece of legislation regarding tax reform or the matter around the first time builders grant and other um, measures that were recommended by the PESRAC, the Premier's Economic and Social Recovery Committee. Uh, I think it's important that we talk about these matters because we we seem to shy away from having a full and frank discussion about what our tax system should look like um, and how we might better ensure that the land we have available for housing is used for housing. For housing, yeah. And we don't have people sitting on great, you know, significant blocks of land in our town boundaries, not developing them when we see so many people in our community who cannot access a, a safe and secure house. That's right. Mm. Yeah, waiting for the, the value to, to increase to justify yeah, well, selling it off. Yeah. We might find it changes um, if interest rates go up. But anyway, yeah. we'll see. Mm. 
So even though Parliament's risen for now seven weeks, mm. you're actually even busier than you were before. Yes, um, Dave. <laughs> I, I mean, I have been critical of the government for not putting extra sitting weeks in in this period uh, because we've had effectively five sitting weeks that we didn't sit this week this year um, due to the election being called and then the delay um, with the, the seat in Braddon here when Adam Brooks um, didn't take that up. Um, so it is we, we're finding it very compressed um, with the legislative cha- reform we have to deal with got the budget when we do go back in August. But in the interim, now all these committees have been re-established and I sit on, I'm not quite sure how many, David, a lot, um, yep. Public Accounts Committee, Subordinate Legislation Committee, the Health Inquiry um, and, and other inquiries that I'm participating in or, or chairing. That, that work continues. We've got a number of reports partway through that we're hoping to table when we return. But the intention was to table those um, in those sitting weeks that we've missed. Um, of course, we, ha- we couldn't even do any work on those reports in the interim. So that, that'll all get underway now and I think members of the committee will find there'll be a whole heap of committee reports tabled pretty soon. <laughs> Or like when we get back to Parliament anyway. As soon as it starts Mm. again. Mm. All right then, thank you very much for coming in. I really do appreciate it. So if someone had some concerns that... How's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, if they contact my office initially and talk to Yvonne Stone, who's my EA, and she's absolutely fabulous. She's there most days from 9 to 5. She is on her own in the office, though, so if you get, if it goes through the message bank, it'll a message in Hobart is taken, then relayed back to her. Um, and, of course, she has to get the mail and have lunch and things like that. So yep. um, please leave a message if you can't get through. But the number is 64308400. Um, and she will get back to you, if um, or I will, um, through because we always get an email when a message comes into the system uh, and we can they can drop into my office in Wynyard um, in 32 Goldie Street right opposite the RSL uh, in the main street so um, and I'm easy to find through many mediums through yep. my website on through on yep. Facebook yep. Um, Twitter and LinkedIn and all those other usual social media platforms so we're easy to find and of course you can um, ring yep mm. all right then thank you very much again let's get back to the music here at Coast FM thank you Dave